I apologize if I sound weird today. Okay, why do you sound weird today? I came straight from the dentist. Oh, did you have work done? Yeah, I had a couple of, I don't know if you call them fillings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had a couple of fillings. Oh, I'm Which sorry. honestly, considering I was already like a year late on my checkup before COVID, I think oh, I'm pretty decent, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna complain about that. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. We we I I hadn't gone to the dentist. This was as of like two or three years ago. I hadn't been to the dentist in easily five years, which is terrible. It's absolutely terrible. You shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And then I finally went, and I was on a good run, you know, going every six months, like like you should. And uh, then COVID happened, and I was like, nope, 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 not going to do that for a while. And so we just actually the family just went over the last couple of weeks. All of us did mm-hmm. uh, for the first time in like a year and a half. So dentists are real making money right now. That I mean, you know, it's pretty difficult. I'm sure they have very tough times. The kind of thing you can't do from home. Yep. Uh, but now, That's a fact. Now dentists, you know, they can't move for appointments, I bet. So I just had a hygienist appointment. So I was at my dentist for two hours today. Oh, my. Which seemed quite aggressive. Half an hour <laughs> of it was me waiting for the dentist. Like, I, of course. I knew that. Like, they were like, we can do these two appointments. They're pretty much back to back, but there's a gap in the middle. And it's like, I just want to get all of this done in one go. Mm-hmm. So, I hate seeing the hygienist. I hate that so much. It's not my favorite, I will tell you that. I hate it. I hate it. The lady that I have does a fantastic job, and she's very nice. All right? Like, if she wasn't so nice, I might hate it even more. But, like, you know, she's just a nice, she's like one, like a very summary kind of person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, she can make, like, puts you at ease. She doesn't make me feel bad when I say I don't floss enough. You know, all that kind of stuff. She's like, well, you know, you really should, but she doesn't make me feel bad about it. I've had that right. in the past, you know? Yep, yep, yep. And they yep. make you feel like you're the like the second coming of the devil or something because you yep, don't flush your yep. teeth well enough. Yep. And, uh, but yeah, I hate that. I hate it when they're like that little pokey thing and they're like sticking it all mm-hmm. up in the gums. Oh, terrible. Mm-hmm. Hate it. Yep. I have a long history of dental work in this podcast. Do you remember the story about my wisdom tooth? No. I you don't, don't remember, remember the story of my wisdom tooth that I told on no, this show in graphic and terrible detail? No, I probably blocked it from my memory because I'm super right. dental sensitive because I've lost adult teeth in an accident, which I'm sure I told that story at probably. some point. And uh, so you don't remember me telling the story of me losing my adult teeth? No. No, fair enough. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, I, I am super dental sensitive and probably uh, probably blocked it from my memory, but I apologize. Actually, we're, we're going to talk about this later. I went down uh, memory lane earlier today with regard to this very program, which we're going to discuss in a little while. So yeah, that's where I am. I I think I'm fine now. I I was a little bit more numb earlier on. I got to have numb lunch. I always enjoy that after the dentist. (laughs) (laughs) When you eat, but you don't really know you're eating. Uh, It's a fun thing. It's like there's flavors, but I can't can't work out if anything's happening here. Uh, So that was fun for me. I, I tried... I tried not to get anything too messy this time because I've made that mistake before. No soup? <laughs> no soup. Well, soup would be fine because you're not chewing it, right? I suppose that's true. Uh, I will not get graphic about it, but suffice to say, I have m- had many, 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 many dental procedures done uh, over my uh, nearly 40 years on this planet. And yeah, I-, I have been numbed more times than I can count in-, in in my general mouth area. Well, you do have a winning smile, so it all worked oh, out thank you. in the end. That's very kind of you. Uh, but yeah, I, I do not like that feeling. And I remember vividly, this is not going to be graphic. Um, after one of my many surgeries I had when I was, when I was a kid, I, I, and maybe it was like everyone, but I remember after one in particular, I felt like I I couldn't really physically close my mouth because I had like gauze all in it for reasons. And, and it was just bad. And, but I, but I was still generating saliva. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was sitting there and every like 10, 15 seconds, Like I'm trying to not drool on myself. And after like two hours of this, my mom, who was about as easygoing as they come, basically was like, would you stop it with that, please? And she was (laughs) so sick of it because it was nonstop. And I don't blame her. Like it was nonstop, Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, we, we got to move on because uh, I, I don't like, I mean, I, I enjoy being done with the dentist. I don't enjoy being at the dentist, despite actually having found a truly magnificent dentist here in Richmond, uh, who I really, really like, but 
Yeah, it's not my favorite. But you know what is my favorite? Uh, this is not a sponsor uh, segue, even though it could be. Pfizer. My favorite thing this episode is Pfizer. brought to you by <laughs> Pfizer. Actually, yeah, turns out it's, it is a sponsor read after all. Uh, well done, sir. Well done indeed. Uh, yeah, so Declan, as of this past Friday, has had his first shot, and I am over-freaking-joyed. I am so excited. Casey so was very anxiously texting me, like within a 48-hour period of it seeming like that, that the rules were going to change and then the rules did change and then trying to book the appointments sorts of anxious text messages yep but uh but anxious and excited as well so yeah. uh, we had him well, anxious got, beforehand because you were hoping and then excited exactly when... exactly yep and so he has gotten his first shot uh it went terribly because he's terrible at getting shots he gets in his head about it which like he's he's a brave kid he's a good kid but he gets in his head about how it's going to be you know the most terrible painful thing in the history of man and so um, all of the CVS in which we got the shot probably heard him screaming and yelling. But you know what? He got it done and he was excited that it was, you know, in, in the same way. Like he's excited to know that he's protected. He himself cited many times that he's excited that he's going to be protecting others, which I was really proud of him for. Um, so, yeah, so he's gotten his first shot. Heartwarming. Yep. Thank, thank you. Uh, so he's gotten his first shot. His second shot is, I think, the first week of December. So before oh, Christmas. Too. Yeah, it's the uh, same standard Pfizer thing. So you get your first one, and then three weeks later, huh. you get your second one. Interesting. I think kids here are just planned currently to have one. Oh, is that right? I didn't know mm. that. Hmm. I don't know if they'll change it. One of the ways that they do things here, which I actually think is interesting, is they announce, like, this is how we're doing the thing. And they just say it until later on when it changes. So, like, it was like, hey, we're just giving booster shots to people over 60. And they just, that was it. And then, hey, mm-hmm. we're now going to do it for people over 50. And then earlier this week, hey, we're going to do it. Like, it's like, if, it's, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, never yeah. announced that it's going to be the case. This was the same with the vaccines initially. But then mm-hmm. they just mm-hmm. announce these things, but they don't talk about it. So um, I see like now Emma's saying now it seems like kids might get a second. Because when it was originally announced, like, we're just going to give kids one dose. I think I spoke about it on this show where mm-hmm. the, the thinking was like really it's mostly to protect other people and not the children so is it right to ask above them and I just found that to be an interesting yeah. conundrum mm-hmm. um, but if they get maximum protection so does everybody else around them that's probably for the best but yeah I just I just find that the, the, the UK government's like way of doing things just to be quite intriguing um, of like they just announce things when they're happening and not really talk about them too much beforehand yeah, that's probably for the best, to be honest. And, and I bring that up in part because Aaron and I are excited and very much want to get our boosters. And boosters exist in the country. And if we fibbed and said, you know, oh, we live with someone who's like high risk or something like that, they I don't think anyone would care and would, wouldn't blink an eye and would give us boosters. But we're trying to do the right thing. We're trying not to lie our way into it. And so um, we haven't gotten them yet. Why can't you get it? I don't understand. There, it's not. It's only for people who are in high-risk jobs, who are with immunocompromised, immunocompromised people, or who are over 65, I think. Is that in your area? Uh, in I think it's no, it's not nationwide because I believe California just opened it up to everyone. I know a bunch yeah. of people that in America that have got booster shots. Oh yeah. Oh again, if I wanted to fib and say that I was, I don't know. I'm not going to say that all of my friends are liars. I don't know how they got them. No, neither do I. Like again, California, I believe it is completely not legal. That's the wrong word, but um, it's completely normal for regular people that right. are have, are not in any particular risk category to get shots. But here in Virginia, we're still doing it 65 and up and high risk uh, people. You know, like teachers and nurses and things like that. Uh, so Aaron and I aren't strictly speaking eligible yet, but I'm super excited to go get one. And I really, really hope that I get mine before Christmas time uh, because we are supposed to see some other vaccinated adults. But nevertheless, it would be nice to have a little boost before then. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, mine's not going to be for a while. Like, because the way that they're doing it here and the like the one of the reasons that they're saying is, hey, it's for this age, hey, it's for this age, is you're waiting for six months. So six months from second dose. Right, yes. Which is my understanding is like that's the best kind of time period. So mm-hmm. I was, uh, we got our second in July. So what is that? August, September, October, November, January. So maybe January, mm-hmm. we'll mm-hmm. get our booster in January. Birthday booster, that's what I'm going to get. <laughs> there you go. I think strictly speaking, I'm eligible now because it's like, I think it's been about six and a half months since my second, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm, I'm ready and raring to go, but I just want it to be, again, legal isn't the right word, but uh, I'm, you know, I'm ready for it to be legal so I can do it. Um, my mom's getting hers this weekend. Nice. 
and then I'll book mine in. As soon as they say, like, hey, you can do it, I'll just book it. Because, like, we got even got our, I think we got our second technically, like, a week or two early. We ended up getting a walk-in appointment. Oh, somewhere. yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll get it done if, if I can. Uh, but, yeah, I'm very pleased about Declan. I assume that Michaela's too young. They have nothing That's right. for her mm-hmm. age. Okay. Yeah, she's, she's as much as a three-and-a-half-year-old can be. She's excited to get hers done. I don't think she's super excited for a shot, but she's excited to get hers done. But, yeah, it, she's turning four in January in the same way that you're turning whatever age you are. I don't remember off the top of my head in January. Thirty-four? No. Maybe? No, yeah. you'll be 30. I'll be 34. Really? Yeah. I thought you were my little brother's age, and he's four years younger than me. So I thought you were going to be 36, but you would know better than me. I was born in 88. Oh, then, yeah, you're definitely not going to be 36. Uh, so anyway. Uh, Don't say so, me like that. <laughs> so Michaela is turning uh, four in January, but the current Pfizer permission is five and up. So it's going to be a race to see during 2022, will it be approved for kids younger than five, or will we wait until January 2023 uh, at which point she will be, you know, able to get hers by the standards of today. So we'll see what happens. But no matter what, everyone's getting boosted. They're getting shot. They're getting their first shots. Everything, everything's coming up Millhouse. So I'm, I'm really excited. I have a very important test on Monday. What's that? It is a test to be able to travel. We're hoping oh. to take a vacation. I don't want to talk about the vacation yet in case I can't do the vacation. Um, mm-hmm. right. I don't want to, I'm not really a, a superstitious person, but I just don't want to talk about it. Cause I talk about, I've done, I've had a history. We have had a history over the last two years on this show of talking about things that are going to happen and then they do not happen. And usually <laughs> we find out they do not happen by before the episodes even going up, but that's not going to be a case this time. I don't think. Uh, well, who knows? Uh, so I'm taking like a, <laughs> like a, you got to take this test before you can travel kind of test. Doing that on Monday. Well, good luck. I'm like a, getting a bit anxious about it now. I can understand that. Because I don't, unfortunately, I don't really have the ability this week to like lock myself away in like a mm. hermetically sealed cha- chamber like I would like. <laughs> I have commitments that I kind of can't break out of. I have amended and adapted said commitments, mm. um, but I can't really break them. I got you. So just going to have to keep my fingers crossed on that one. Well, I will keep my fingers and toes crossed for you, even Mm -hmm. though um, you are not visiting me, which is what you should be doing. I understand where you are going is probably more appealing than Richmond, Virginia. But nevertheless, on this occasion, I I will say, yes, that is the case. (laughs) Nevertheless, I hope it goes well for you. Um, And I hope that you have no troubles going where you are going. So that's all right. Can you tell me about something that is uh, extremely awesome other Mm -hmm. than travel? Trade. Not just in general. Trade coffee. <laughs> well done. I like trade and I like trade coffee too. Because look, we get almost everything delivered to us these days. Why should coffee be any different? Let trade bring the very best coffee right to your own front door. The journey to your perfect cup starts with taking their coffee quiz. Whether you use a French press, automatic drip, or you're more of a cold brew person, your answers will allow trade to pair you with the perfect coffee to fit your tastes. Trade will match you to coffees that you'll love from over 400 roasteries, craft coffees, and options like this, and they're going to send you a freshly roasted bag as often as you want them to trade guarantees that you're going to love your first match and on the off chance that you don't they will replace it with a different bag for free they just want you to be happy right because if you're happy you're going to enjoy your coffee you enjoy your coffee you're going to love trade even more so and you can give them feedback as you sip as your preference evolves your matches will too plus you can feel good about each cup since trade partners of over 55 small US based roasters who are committed to ethical and sustainable sourcing this is very important I think to me um I think it's very important and it is important to me um I think the the coffee industry can be can be tricky uh, and so I really believe in ethical and sustainable sourcing with the coffees that I drink. Trade sent me over some coffee and it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, the quiz was really nice and simple. 
and give you just the right amount of options. Like even if you're a beginner, you know, like I was trying to kind of cast my mind back to before I knew my own preferences, right? <laughs> and like how easy would it have been? And I think even for newcomers, they take the hassle out of this for you. Uh, the coffee that we got was great. It came in beautiful packaging. I really love coffee and great packaging too. It's just like part of the overall experience. Uh, and we we destroyed that in like a week. It was so great. Uh, <laughs> analog listeners, right now, Trade is offering your first bag for free and $5 off your bundle at checkout. So go get yours. Go to drinktrade.com slash analog and use the promo code analog. Take the quiz to start your journey to that perfect cup. That is drinktrade, D-R-I-N-K-T-R-A-D-E, drinktrade.com slash analog and the promo code analog for your first bag free and $5 off your bundle. And this holiday season, you can give the coffee lover in your life the gift of better coffee too. This is a fantastic thing to buy someone. They'll even get their own personalized gift coffee subscription, right? You want to give them that from Trade's beautiful idea. Our thanks to Trade for their support of this show and Relay FM. Indeed. So, hey, there's a new podcast on my radar these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, some some like cavalcade of really talented people. Yep. They're all involved with this thing called podcastmentorship.net. What, what, yep. Do you know anything about this? It's difficult to have something like this because I don't really trying to brand it, but I don't really know otherwise what to call it. Um, <laughs> so I've mentioned on this show uh, before about my podcast mentorship group. I started this in like May or something of 2020. And we've been working together for over a year and a half or so. Uh, We've been doing our kind of like monthly check-ins of everyone. We're talking through ideas. And I kind of came to a point in the progress of of the whole system where I realized I kind of said everything I had to say. You know, Mm -hmm. like... Uh, we were we were checking in every month. I pick a topic and we talk about it. And I kind of ran out of topics. And at that point, I think Adina said to me, "Like, you got to help and encourage them to actually make things." And I think that was the important part, like the next kind of step for the the the, the program, because I can keep giving all this advice, but unless they're able to start making shows or like playing around with what it would take to adapt what they're currently doing, I'm not really going to be able to help them take the next step, the group, the, the, the people in the group. Um, so I will include a link in the show notes to the the list of wonderful people that are involved in the, in the program as well. Like I'll put a link to the podcast mentorship page uh, as well as the podcast feed that I'm about to talk about. So uh, what I decided to, do was a group project and so this is the the first of more than one at least i think series where uh, unfortunately not everybody was able to commit to one this time um but the vast majority of the, the 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 mentorship group are producing a solo piece um i kind of suggested like this is book report kind of vibes you know, like uh, I, all I really want is for people to just go away and like l- try something, either something completely different to what they already make if they make something, you know, like in the way that it's produced. Sure. Um, or to if they haven't made podcasts before, make a podcast episode. So it's like yeah, basically free reign. Um, I wanted between like 10 to 20 minutes maximum. And we're publishing a bunch of episodes. I think there's maybe eight in the series. And I'm doing two a week. So um, I'll be publishing them through to the end of November, uh, where I think we're going to end with mine. I also made one. Um, And similarly, like I feel like I should be involved in this program. And so I made an episode uh, of, like, I made an episode where it's in a style that I wouldn't usually do, where I pre-wrote the entire thing and read it, which is not oh. the way that I usually make shows. So it's like, again, let me see if I can learn how to do something a little bit differently. So, uh, but yeah, it's um, overall, it's been a really interesting project so far. It can be a little daunting at times because, I, you know, I have to try and be a teacher and that's not really a thing that I know how to do explicitly. <laughs> Neither do I really feel like I'm like the authority. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't. Sure. I, I just know what I know. But I, I at least feel like I know enough that I can help people out to a to a point. 
you know. And like it was like I said at the time when I was setting the thing up, really I, I could only really help people that were trying to make podcasts that sounded at least like the type that I make. Like that's how, what I know how to make. Like if you want to know how to put together like a 20-clip a interview documentary show in Pro Tools, like I can't help you. Like, I, I don't, there are, you know, there are people that do this. I'm not one of those people. So like I don't sure. know any of that. But, but yeah, I wanted to... You know, I wanted to have this out there so everyone was getting used to making something, having stuff published, um, and then also, you know, one of the other things that I wanted to do is like I, I I have the privilege here of being able to work with a group of like really interesting people who come from very very different backgrounds to my own, and I expect to the vast majority of my listenership. So I wanted to also give them a place where they could say something, and I could point people towards it. So, which is one of the reasons I'm talking about it here. I want people to go and listen to it. I want like uh, the, the the feed is you know there's going to be like eight in there. Um, they're going to be in seasons because we're going to do something else after Personal Hero. But one of the things that I found really interesting in the episodes that are, even the ones that are out so far, and I know some that are coming, it's turned into like a lot of people telling personal stories about themselves as well mm-hmm. as talking about people that they admire. Or not in some instances, which is interesting. Um, and it, that kind of wasn't really something that I was expecting so much. And so I think actually adds to why I think it's a cool thing to listen to because I guarantee you that you'll hear things from some perspectives that you probably don't already have. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I've listened to uh, all three as, as of the time of this recording and, and liked every single one of them for different reasons. Uh, Jay's interview with our mutual friend Alex Cox was was excellent. Um, and then, uh, Haley Griffiths did one about, um, kind of her hero. Well, they're all ostensibly about heroes. Uh, but Haley actually had a quote that I really, really loved that I wanted to call out because I've been going through a kind of renaissance of book reading recently. And, and I used to love reading a lot as a kid and then kind of fell out of it for a long time. Now I'm kind of back into it. And I don't know, I've been thinking a lot about, uh, about reading and about a bunch of other things. And so, it's a little bit of a long quote, but I thought it was really, really good. Haley said, "There." E- this is again with regard to heroes. Haley said, "There are even book characters who I follow through, through a series, series and who live with me much longer than just my time spent reading. And there are strangers on the internet that I might never meet, but whose lives I can glimpse into through the power of social media. We live in a time when you can meet and learn from so many great people, both as a result of a huge variety of books, books being, being available, available, and because of the power of social media and the internet." I don't know. I just, I love that so much that, that, you know, there's so many different people that you can learn from. You can learn from Mm -hmm. books, you can learn from characters in books and you can learn from, from you and me. You can learn from other people with, you know, with, with podcasts, without podcasts, from YouTubers. There's just so many people that you can learn from. And I think that's a really healthy, uh, really healthy attitude to have. And I really, really liked. This is what I'm saying. Uh, I think that there's stuff that can be learned from all these people because they come from different backgrounds to you right i I just Mm -hmm. find that to be i don't know it's just one of those things where i've i've found it to be really interesting as i've been going through this whole process is this group of people's really teaching me some stuff um and and a lot of what i'm learning is kind of just about life this has been interesting it's been pretty eye-opening for me honestly and uh, and i've enjoyed the process of learning to communicate more and uh, and to be able to 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 communicate on a level a shared level again with people that have different experiences to my own yeah i think cassandra's episode which which i just listened to literally a few minutes ago was really good yeah uh, in, in giving you a perspective that i am not personally familiar with which i don't say that with pride like i i need more exposure to these sorts of things and and I need more exposure to people who don't have clear thoughts about their own, uh, maybe gender or something like that. And that's yeah. why I also like, you know, a two headed girl by aforementioned Alex Cox, but uh, Cassandra's episode was also really excellent. And, and it was a kind of a 10, 12 minute journey of discovery about themselves that, 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 that they were kind enough to take the listener on, which yep. I thought was really, really cool. And like stuff like that. I don't want to talk about it too much because it's their own uh, mm-hmm. life, but I have seen this change in Cassandra's life over the time that I've known them. Oh, that's awesome. And so it's like stuff like that has just been really eye-opening to me. Um, and so I found it a very valuable thing. And I, I feel pretty privileged to 
uh, be able to work with these people. And I'm really pleased that I finally got my act together and and started this. Because I don't really know what I'm going to do for next year. Like, Mm -hmm. my expectation is now that, you know, next year we'll probably do another uh, group project like this one on a different topic. Past that, I'm wondering if I want to have a second group. I was just about to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I, I do, but I, it's a lot of work, and I'm, I'm trying to work <laughs> sure out how to balance everything together because then I'll have these like two concurrent groups of people, you know, like one who have been through the first year, and then one who hasn't been. So I'm not really sure what I want to do, but I know this is something that I think is pretty valuable and it's something that is important to me. And so I would like to really take what I've learned in the first year and see if I can apply it to a new group. So like one thing that I was thinking about is by and large, the the group that I have now with I think the exception of maybe three people in the group of eight or nine, they most of them did not have an existing project that they were working on. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if maybe for year two, like the second group, I would want to work with people who already have started a podcast of their own, right? And see if this, and see if they or have done something in the past that they can point to, and see if maybe I can provide different kinds of assistance then so where we're not starting from nothing totally because what i ended up with is there were kind of two sets of people in the group like people that were already producing shows and people that weren't Mm. and and Mm -hmm. i'm wondering maybe i can have a different time commitment and different um we could talk about different kinds of things if we're working with people that already have shows of their own. We'll see. I mean, that might be a goal of mine, but I might not get enough applicants in that area. So we, we kind of do what we did for the first year. But yeah, I'm, I'm still kind of trying to wrap my head around what the future of this will be. And, you know, I, I've played both situations out in my mind. Like, do I stop completely? You know, like, do I kind of like keep, so it's like, do I stop this completely? Do I keep the first group around uh, and and just deal with helping them as they continue to progress? Or do I open up to a second and keep, you know, and keep in contact with everybody? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I've played both of these out and the one that I feel most comfortable with is the third one. You know, like, I feel like it's I'm well within my rights to say I don't have the time for this anymore. Yeah, like, I've done absolutely. it. Um, but... And I kind of don't, but what I've decided is, I think, is that I need to just continue to find the time Mm -hmm. um, and maybe find a better way to manage it. But this is a program that I do want to continue. So I'm going to think about it over the holidays um, and some point next year uh, will, I think, reopen this project again to, to, to a new group of people. Yeah, you know, I didn't have a chance to say so, and, and Matt in the chat is, has taken the words right from my mouth. I, I was going to suggest, um, what about having some or all of the current mentees become mentors for next, you know, cohort or whatever? Well, I think that might be too much, because most of the people in the current group are still early on in, in their podcasting career. Uh, yeah. But mm-hmm. what I would do... Is so I have a Discord where we all communicate. Everyone will be in the same Discord, and I'll uh, have nice. two channels. It'll be year one and year two, and then mm-hmm. also an all everybody channel. Yep, that makes perfect sense. All right, and another thing worth considering um, is that if you wanted to, you could certainly involve others in this process. Like I'm not saying I would necessarily be a good fit for, for this. It's something I always wanted to do, but I haven't. And like something I might do next year is, you know, like these kind of like guest lectures and it'd be with everybody. But the problem is I still have to commit the time to that, you know, because I want mm-hmm. to, like, I want to be there for those. It's more just like, I'm just trying to work out not just what's the best way for me to make it easy for me, because that's not what I'm trying to do here. It's just, I'm also just trying to work out, like, how can I 
best apply my time to people. Yeah, yeah. And I think maybe for the second year, the best way for me to apply my time is to people that have already gotten started a little bit um, mm -hmm. because then I can I can maybe focus in uh, a little bit more there. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. And then I can still continue to work with the people in the first year group who are getting off the ground a bit more, you know? Yeah. Do you feel like you have gotten from the, like, let, let's pretend for the sake of discussion that you decide this is it. It was a one and done. You, you've done it and, and that's that. Do you feel like you've gotten what you either expected and or wanted from, from this experience? Mm, don't really know how to answer it. Like, do I feel good about myself? Yes. Right. <laughs> but like, that's not the point. Sure. I can't speak for the people in the group. Sure. But they do tell me that it's helping. So well, that was good. kind of all I really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you know that I don't really want to. I don't really want to toot my own horn. Um, but there has been real things I've been able to help some of the podcast creators in this group do over the last period of time that has made their podcasting work better or easier or whatever. Like so, that was what I wanted to do, you know. And of course, I, mm -hmm. I feel I have been told that I've done that, but you know, I don't truly know. Yeah, I, well, that's, I think that's fair, but I, I, more than anything else... Well, like, ultimately, the, the reason I did this was, like, I have... And I don't like to, to use the word, really, but I can't. There's nothing else. I have privilege yeah. in, in my current position, and I wanted to see if I could lend that to people a little bit. Mm -hmm. From an outside point of view, it certainly seems like even more so now, now that there's tangible things that you can point to to say this is the work output of what we've done... Uh, I, I feel like now more than ever before, it, it seems from the outside that you've accomplished things. And it certainly seems like, I mean, listening to these three episodes, these are three seemingly very confident people releasing something. And, and maybe it's something for the first time. Maybe it's the first time in this particular context. Maybe it's the first time of the style but you have three people who are who are sounding like seasoned professional podcasters. Yeah, I will say one of the things that I've found really fascinating and, and and like kind of great is, you know, every one of these that I've received so far, you know, like I give some guidance like about some like things to change, but they're all small. Like no mm -hmm. one's had to go back and start again. Like right. the, the what they're doing is good, but it's kind of like, hey, if you could tidy up this, this, and this, and maybe this transition, like really small stuff. Mm -hmm. So I've been I've been actually quite heartened uh, <laughs> that the the output so far has been stellar, and like that that just makes me feel good, you know. Yep, absolutely, and it should it should. I I I don't want to put words in your mouth, but. I feel like you should be proud of yourself and particularly of the cohort of the mentees. I think you should be, should be excited about what you all have accomplished mm -hmm. and excited about what's yet to be accomplished. I know that's very cliche, but obviously there's a lot more to be done. And, and I think that that's exciting. And I'm, I'm really excited to see, to, to hear other episodes of this first group project to hear what the second group project is like you, you're showing you collective, you are showing, some tangible and great work output from the time you spent together. And that's something to be celebrated. Thank you very much. Um, I implore people to go and check it out. Um, I put the link in the show notes. I think you can probably also search for podcast mentorship in the podcast app that you use, but I've also linked to it on podcastmentorship.net. Um, I, I implore people to go and listen and just hear what these people have to say, especially if your podcast queue typically is made up of people that are ostensibly pretty similar to each other, um, then you yep. should go and you should go and check this out because you will, uh, I think you'll learn a thing or two about some really interesting people and you'll get to hear the output of a group of very talented, very capable and creative individuals that of which I'm all incredibly proud of. Yeah. And you should be, you know what uh, else is super exciting and also excellent. Well, I built the website there, so. <laughs> there you go. Perfect transition. 
This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the only one platform to build your online presence and run your business. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, they've got you covered. Squarespace combines cutting-edge design and world-class engineering to make it easier than ever for you to establish your home online and make your ideas a reality. Squarespace has everything that you need to create a beautiful modern website. You start with one of their fantastic professionally designed templates. You use drag-and-drop tools to make it your own. You customize the look and the feel, the settings, the products you have on sale and more. Everything in just a few clicks and their websites are optimized for every type of device so it's going to look great everywhere. Squarespace gives you free unlimited hosting, top of the line security, dependable resources, 24-7 customer support, SEO tools, email marketing tools, domain name registration, everything. And guess what? There's nothing to install or patch or upgrade. They take care of all of it. You can use Squarespace to promote your business, publish your next blog post, announce an upcoming event, to your big idea into a new website, whatever it is you want. I, mean, I mentioned this podcastmentorship.net is a Squarespace website. I knew I wanted to get something out there. And the easiest way, the quickest way, the best looking way for me to do it was just to go set up a new Squarespace site. And within an hour, I had the thing out to the world. Easy peasy. Love it. Go to squarespace.com slash analog and you can sign up for a free trial with no credit card required. Then when you're ready to launch, use the offer code analog and you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. At squarespace.com slash analog. When you, when you sign up, use the offer code analog to get 10% off your first purchase and show you support for the show our thanks to squarespace for the continued support of this show and all of relay fm so last episode we kind of i don't even remember remember who how we got you? to it but yeah who are you we, got, we kind of backed into or i got backed into talking about who i am and in, in kind of defi- uh, defining myself and it was a segment i was not mentally or emotionally prepared for, but nevertheless, um, you know, we, we plowed right through and I wanted to, first of all, start by saying, um, a lot of people reached out to either me or Mike or both of us to say that it was a, a decent, if not good segment. And I deeply appreciate that. Um, it was more raw. I mean, I, I don't like to make it sound like I have some humongous facade in front of me. Like I'm still me whenever we record the show, but that was, it, that was a more raw me than even usual. And I feel like this why it was a good very, though. Well, I know, I know, but uh, I it was a bit scary you with love. You, you did, you did. You attacked me with love and, and verbal hugs, but, um, but yeah, I, I appreciate all the feedback that we got about that. That was very kind of you. And, uh, I guess we're not done with it. Question mark. Well, I just, I don't know. I, it was a big conversation basically trying to get you, to face who you think you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to know if you've had any lasting impact from that conversation. I'm not done with it, yes. right? Like, we, I, th- <laughs> I, I think that we might keep coming back to this for a while, but mm-hmm. I just want to know if anything has changed for you since the last episode. Uh, I think so. I, I, I definitely self perceive that's probably not a word or turn of phrase but you know what i mean uh, i i look at myself slightly differently now than i did before the episode um i think again as we discussed on on last month's episode you know if you look at my my financial world i am unquestionably a podcaster who dabbles around in in app you know making apps for the app store and i still I wouldn't say that I necessarily think of myself that way now, but I used to think of myself as a failing <laughs> as a failing app developer who has a very lucrative side business of podcasting and and I don't think that's how I think of myself anymore. I think of myself as a podcaster who is trying desperately to uh to to become an app developer as well. And and the tangible effects of that realization and that change is that I think I was, and you and I had had a couple of private conversations about this in the week or two leading up to last week's episode, or excuse me, last month's episode. But what I've started to realize is I don't think I was appropriately prioritizing either of my podcasts in comparison to doing work on apps and app related things. And you, you had asked me to consider spending a little more time in a couple of different places. And this was not and, on the show. Correct. Correct. This was not on the show. And that happened like a week or two before the show. And I pretty quickly, I think pretty quickly came around to, yeah, you know, Mike's right about that. I probably should do that. And then combine that with 
you attacking me with love and verbal hugs about <laughs> what my job really is. And it did change how I perceive the scheduling of my time. Um, <laughs> Ryan in the chat has put in this, the hashtag Mike was right sticker. And, and I think that that is appropriate. Uh, Mike was right uh, in, in several different capacities, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I have, uh, I have changed how I book my time, both in a literal and in a kind of mental sense. And I am dedicating more time to both shows. And I don't think I've had enough time to really m make that too obvious for analog yet. But I plan to and intend to spend more time thinking about analog than I used to. And, and to be completely frank, I particularly about analog, I kind of always tended to be a bit of a diva about it. And I would just kind of show up and be like, oh, look, there's show notes. I guess that's what we're talking about. And I think over the last year or so, I've tried to at least throw in a topic or two. Yeah, no, but you I got better. Say... This was part of a different conversation I had where I said to you, <laughs> I'm not going to keep being the only person to put things in the show notes. You should yeah, put things yeah, yeah. in. This was a... <laughs> so. and, and it was fair. It was completely fair and deserved. And so um, I don't know that I, I, if I were Mike, I wouldn't say that anything's you know demonstrably changed about analog quite yet. But my intention is to spend more time on analog. And, mm -hmm. and one of the things I did with ATP is I've booked time in my calendar, because that's kind of how I manage my world, is I book time in my calendar to do some ATP, ATP prep related things. And Good. as I'm talking to you, it makes it makes it clear to me that I need to re, you know, kind of repay that in kind for analog. And I need to book time in my calendar for analog as well. It just won't be every week. I feel like you do a decent job for our show. Like you, you, put, you put stuff in there. So I, whenever I open the document, um, a few days before we record, there's always stuff at the top which you've added in, so that's fine. And, and I'm trying to be more cognizant of it and trying to actually write it down when I think of it, rather than just being like, "Oh, I'm sure I'll remember three weeks from now." <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know if you have any particular questions, or if not, we can just move along. But yeah, it, it definitely has changed the way I perceive my time and the way I, I kind of earmark my time, and it hasn't night and day changed how I think of myself, but it has definitely changed how I think of myself. And I definitely think of myself more as a podcaster, which is not something I should be, I don't know, kind of embarrassed about, which I always kind of was. Um, and rather, you know, I'm a podcaster who is trying Ew, to also diversify. Who would want to be a podcaster? Right, gross. It's just trying to make fetch happen still all these years later. Podcaster. Mm. Actually, uh, you know, that's a perfect transition to from, you know, me saying all these years later, You've been doing professional podcasting for quite a while now. Yeah, but just before we do move on, I just want to say that I uh I think that this is a good overall out like outlook now that you are recognizing that you are what you actually are and <laughs> applying time that way and then also allowing yourself I think you would allow yourself a little bit more freedom if you were able to accept that you did development on the side mm -hmm. rather than I must make development the sole part and then yeah. I can also be a podcaster. Like, mm -hmm. I think just that, that slight reframing I think might make you happier overall. Because I think then right. if you do development projects and they don't make you a full-time paid developer, it's actually not what you were after in the first place. Yeah, yeah, I think that's very true. And, and you know, I'm... I don't want to get into this right now, uh, but I am, I think, on the precipice of releasing something new, and and I'm not sure. Like, this is one of those things where I really don't have a clue if it has any market. It's either, I think it's going to go one of two ways. It's either going to sell, like, three copies, or it's going to sell, like, gangbusters. And and I, I, I would expect that it will not sell like gangbusters because it's real late in the app store life. So yeah, we're, we're in late stage app store in the same way mm -hmm. you're in late stage <laughs> capitalism. Um, but we'll see what happens. And, and I think it will, to your point, it will be far less devastating or uncomfortable or whatever if I think of it as, well, I threw it against the wall and it didn't stick rather than, well... I can't do my job apparently. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, I think you're all exactly of my great right. ideas and appreciated. Yeah, right, exactly right. But nevertheless, I do appreciate you coaxing this out of me, even though I probably went into it kicking and screaming. And and yeah, I think we should revisit this from time to time uh, oh, because I think it is healthy both for me and hopefully for the, for you and the listeners as well. So, and I have we've spoken about this two times now, and I haven't even made the obvious joke. So I think everyone should be proud of me. Really, what obvious joke would that be? Who the hell is Casey? Ah, oh, yes, of course. Of course, yeah. indeed. Well can done. You, can you imagine I got this far? 
I, I, you must, you must have a tongue made of Swiss cheese, my friend. Because I have, you've bitten I have a lot it. of restraint. I never actually said it. Yeah, well, you know what? I didn't make a joke about you going to the dentist in Great Britain either. So we're both doing real well. Moving on. Uh, hey, it's That's been seven years since stereotype. You... <laughs> it's been seven years since you've uh, been independent, hasn't it? Hasn't it? Yeah, man. Seven you years. You got the seven year itch. You going back to work? Work? Is that what that is? <laughs> Not for this kind of context. Yep, no. I'm here today to tell you that I've got a job and yeah. I'm leaving this world. <laughs> You're back at the bank. Bye, back everyone. Uh, Podcasting sucks. Run. I'm a developer now. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm done. Uh, I'm done. That's not what I wanted to say. Oh, oh boy, Freudian slip. No, I have now passed seven years uh, self-employed as a uh, professional podcaster. Which is kind of funny, really, because I did like. Uh, this year was my 11 years of podcasting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just funny now, like the way that that stacked up, that I've been doing this 11 years. I've been professional for seven. That is bananas. Hurtling towards a decade. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's trippy. It, it actually, oh, I was just, oh man, when was this? It was a month or two ago. I had the occasion, I don't think it was on a podcast. I think it was in my quote unquote real life, but that I was had the occasion of talking about when I went independent and didn't have, you know, a jobby job anymore. I was like, oh, I think it was like two years ago. And then I started doing the math. No, it's been three and a half, almost four now. Like it was 20, it was the middle of 2018. You're, you're pushing up to five years. Well, yeah, because, uh, yeah, it was eight, nine, ten. I would say, well, it's middle of 2018 because it was right before your wedding, actually. Um, so it's, it's, it's bananas to me that it's been that long. I cannot, cannot even believe it. But anyway, I, I'm sorry. I derailed you. It's been seven years that you've been doing this professionally full time, mm-hmm. 11 years of doing it at all. That is nuts. That is absolutely nuts. It is funny, actually, that you mentioned seven year itch. Like, I know that Uh-oh. that phrase, Uh-oh. that phrase is not a good phrase. Right. Uh, but like the idea of that phrase is terrible, really. Of like, oh, you've been with someone for that amount of time and then you're like, oh, I want to go be with someone else. It's just stupid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the, what I find interesting about it is I do feel like I'm at a point in my career where I want to mix things up a bit anyway, um, mm-hmm. which is just, it's just an interesting thing to bring it up. Like, like I mentioned, I, I tweeted about it and I mentioned that I've, I am very appreciative of the fact that people, have stuck with me for this amount of time. Yeah. Um, because I feel like what I do and what I focus my uh, efforts on has changed over the years. And I think is going to, over the next couple of years, is going to continue to change even more. And so I, you know, it's just intriguing. It's like, I, I think I am just professionally at a point where I want to do some different stuff. And so it's just, a, it's just a funny thing really to mention. Are you leaving the show? Yeah, yeah. Well, good news is uh, James Thompson in the chat has has basically all James been said he'll take he'll he'll take over for you. So oh, good. Uh, it's been a good run, bud. From Thanks. next week, right? <laughs> next <laughs> month. month, but yes. Okay. No, we we kid, we kid. Um, Do you we? know, you put a link in the show notes to episode fourteen <laughs> of Analog, which yeah. feels like eighteen eternities ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I. I Thought I had a few minutes this morning, and I played it at two x, which I wouldn't generally recommend. Man, you re- you can't stop preparing now. I know. Look at me; I'm trying real hard. Uh, but I played the whole thing, and it was quite funny to listen to. And I had just a, a couple of things I wanted to call out Please. that I thought were amusing. Uh, first of all, that was before I finally beat you down and got you to do the cold open, uh, which, if you recall, for the longest time you you know always had oh welcome to analog blah blah blah. And I had always wanted to go the ATP route of, you know, just doing a cold open, which we have done for probably a year or two at least now. But uh, this was before the cold open. Mm. Uh, one of the first things we talked about was how I was sleeping. And I was like, why is why is that? Oh, oh, this is mid-November of 2014. Declan was like three weeks old at the time. God. He's now freshly seven. So <laughs> funny how time works, isn't it? Um so yeah, so I was talking about how I was getting some sleep and you, I kind of went through with you the last day of traditional employment. And I was very curious to hear, and you're probably looking at the show notes, so you probably already see where I'm going with this, but you got a couple of going away presents from your coworkers at the bank. They were apparently a scarf and a mug that you described as being shaped like a penguin. Just between you and I, do you have any idea if either of those things exist in your world anymore? The scarf, definitely not. The penguin mug, I think it... It survived a mug culling recently. Oh, in, uh-huh, but I had forgotten where it came from. 
So <laughs> now I need to check. It's just like a mug that's shaped like a penguin, like a little wintry penguin. It's it's a cute mm-hmm. mug. I think I kept it, but I didn't remember that it came from there. Yeah, well, it turns out. Uh, then you had mentioned that you had called me, I believe you said in the taxi on the way home from a night out, you know, drinking the, I think it was maybe the day before your last day. And and I apparently had browbeat you, and this this is huge Casey energy. Apparently I browbeat you into calling me and I threatened, you know, to never speak to you again if you don't call me at some oh, point during the evening. I don't remember any of this at all. <laughs> but apparently you called me at like midnight 30 your time, which I guess was like 7.30 or so my time. And you fulfilled your obligation. I have zero recollection of this phone call so whatsoever. so many like unnecessary demands and uh, the, of your friends and I like, request and like, make them a, promise to do things for I'm you. I'm such an easy person to be friends with. Actually, <laughs> coincidentally, a uh, mutual friend, uh, Kathy Campbell, Mrs. Soup, uh, is in jolly old England town right now or London town right now. And I, and I believe I threatened her that I would never speak to her again if she didn't send me a picture of her eating fish and chips, which she, which she did because she's a great person. Yeah. Um, so yes, you're right. I am very demanding. Uh, you had a work Blackberry, which I also do not remember. Yeah, oh, I remember the BlackBerry. I mean, like, you had to have a phone for work, right? They give you, like, a phone thing. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. We use, used to use them to be able to log on at home because you needed, like, yep. like a two-factor kind of thing. Yep, yep, it used yep, to be yep, on yep. the BlackBerry. Yeah, I remember my little work BlackBerry. Yep, that's And you said you basically never touched it ever uh, on the show, or so you claimed. Oh, I would, t- I would turn my BlackBerry off, except when I needed to log in at home. Otherwise, <laughs> it was off. I didn't want anyone to ever call me. That's very funny to me. Uh, So the next line, it's a good thing I only did this this morning because I left a very cryptic note to myself that I wasn't sure if I would remember. And I do remember, although it took me a moment. This is the sort of thing I would typically do like three weeks ago. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, the the time to record comes and I'm like, I have no idea what this means. Do you remember what your going away song was? What you listened to the moment you stepped away from the bank? Mm, Was it Queen? It was. Um... Another one bites the dust. There you go. Yeah. So I, what I put in the show notes is AOBTD because I was yeah. hoping that would be enough to remind me. Yeah. And yes, it was another one bites the dust that which you listen to apparently on Beats Music, which I also yeah. thought was quite funny. Yeah, Beats Music was great, man. That's why Apple bought it. Yeah, I know. Uh, I I think I was either already in on Spotify or something like that by the time Beats Music showed up. I forget the details, but you know, obviously, I was. I, I've been huge on Spotify up until very very recently. So uh, another thing that I. I was amused by is that you were talking about swimming and how you had gone swimming in like the middle of the day, which I remember was a thing on this program for a while, but you mostly gave up on that in favor of other kinds of exercise. Haven't you? Yeah. Well, swimming wasn't, it was bad on my neck. Oh, I don't remember that. Okay. That was why I stopped doing it. I was having some issues with my neck and it was expected that swimming was the thing. But now I'm like, I'm doing like a whole different thing and it's been better for me. It's like the first time in my life where I've been able to do any kind of like regular exercise without detrimental effects. Um, yeah, that's awesome. And you and I have spoken about this a little bit privately and we don't mm-hmm. need to pull on this thread. But suffice to like, say, yeah, I know anyway. you were working out. It's just I was curious if swimming was still part of that regimen or not. No, it's not. I mean, I swim, but I don't think swimming is, even though it's like my favorite exercise thing to do, uh, ultimately, I'm not sure it's very good for me, which is a weird thing. Yeah, that's that's really unfortunate. I, I feel similarly to about running. Like, I do actually enjoy running, but it's it's destroying my joints. Who knew? So I pretty much all but stopped it. Uh, and then the final thing that I thought was hilarious of episode 14 of Analog was this was in the before times. Adina existed, but she was not Adina at the time. She was, quote, my lady or, quote, my girlfriend or whatever. Oh, really? And that just, I, I completely forgot that was a thing. Do you remember that? I don't remember that I did that. I mean, we were 11 months into our relationship at that point. So, I mean, my expectation is I just didn't want to subject her to public life at that point. I believe that's right. Because eventually, and I might have been on Analog for the first time, in fact, that you eventually did say her name and you eventually, you know, started to refer to her more and more over time. Mm-hmm. But I remember this being reasonably early in your relationship. And I remember you it being... It makes sense to me, though. I mean, because she, she used to be much more private. Much, much more private. I mean, she still is quite a private person, but um, she used to be a much more private person than she is now. So I I kind of didn't want to subject her to... <laughs> The, the internet until she was ready for that. Yeah, no, it's because you're a good person, but uh, it just made me chuckle. That's funny, though. I don't, I don't remember. I just I had no memory of that happening. Plus, 
I feel like I've been with her for like forever, you know, like not in a bad way, but like <laughs> no, 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 I know this, this, this constant. So this idea that there was a point where it was new is just surprising to me. Right? Yeah, that's so true. Uh, yeah, I, I completely hear you. But anyway, uh, I, I apologize if I've slightly derailed your conversation about seven years. I, I, no, it's just, I had nothing I else had to the, say, so this is pretty good. I had the occasion to listen to that episode that you had put in the show notes. If you hadn't put it in the show notes, I wouldn't have even thought of it. But uh, it was it was hilarious to listen to. You also sound... I don't know. I couldn't put what? my finger on specifically Hello, what, but mate. you, you sounded. Oi, <laughs> you, you did sound more British to Why me than you do today. Podcasts. <laughs> oh man, it's just cracking pairs. up. That's the thing, though. I couldn't put my finger on like a specific turn of phrase or a specific word that you said that sounded not funny, but like funny to me. Uh, but it was, just, it was just generally <laughs> more more British, and uh, it made me it made me laugh quite a lot. There are little things that I hear. So like the last few years, just basically the thing is just general softening. So like even words like podcast, I used to like podcast. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good podcast. point. Podcast. <laughs> Tony Sky Day in the, chat, in the chat. That's back when Analog was a Guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> <All time>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're supposed oh, to blow the bloody doors off. Not Guy Ritchie, but I can't really quote many Guy Ritchie things. Yeah, so. That's right. Get oh, away with it without Jim having to liberally use the mute button. <laughs> anyway, thank you for that trip down memory lane. And oh, congratulations. thank you. You did all the work. <laughs> Mr. And, Mr. Workboy over here. Yeah, Mr. Podcast Preparator. Yeah, I'm trying. Uh, though you, uh, you gave me quite a good giggle this morning, so I appreciate it. Thank you for putting that in the show notes. Uh, you, you know what is even more awesome mm-hmm. than episode 14 of Analog? <laughs> Episode 15. 15 was even better. No. <laughs> uh, Pingdom is awesome. Oh, okay. This episode is brought to you by Pingdom from Solar Winds. Hey, look, if you have a website, what's its purpose? Whether it's to drive people to your products or collect sales leads for your company, or maybe even providing customer service with a contact form. But when any of these critical transactions fail, you could lose out on business and you could also just create upset customers, which you do not want. There is a solution to all of this, transaction monitoring from Pingdom. Starting at just $10 a month, transaction monitoring runs checks 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and will alert you when cart checkout forms or login pages fail before they affect your customers in your business. Pingdom will notify you the moment there is a failure over SMS, email, or via your favorite apps like Slack, Ops Genie, and PagerDuty. Depending on what's being monitored or the severity of the outage, you can customize who's alerted and how they get that notification. Notification. Don't let your users discover a problem with your website. You should be the first to know. It's super easy to get started. Just go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM for a 30-day free trial with no credit card required. Then, when you're ready to buy, use the code ANALOG at checkout and you get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of this show and RelayFM. All right. Do we want to do any F1 talk? Actually, I'm springing this on you. This isn't in the show notes. Mm, I, I don't mean, really have that much to say, to be honest with you. Well, I will say that this weekend's race uh, was one of my favorite races of the year. So we uh, just had of the. It was. No, no, come on. We just had the Sao Paulo, <laughs> the Brazilian Grand Prix. Um, yep, yep. And it was absolutely stupendous. Lewis Hamilton, greatest of all time, oh, undeniable. God. Undeniable. God save the queen. God save the queen. Undeniable. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. destroyed the weekend. Obliterated. Max Verstappen is terrible. Well, it's Boo. convenient when you have Max a ringer Verstappen. of an engine. When Boo. you have a ringer of an engine that's only supposed to last four races, it's easy to be fast. No, I'm talking about when he ran Lewis off the track. Boo, yeah. Max yeah. Verstappen. You know, it's so, I'm sure I've said this like 13 times before, but it's so tough because I actually really do like Lewis as much as I give you a hard time about it. And I do even more privately than I do on this show, but uh, I do like Lewis a lot. I just think it would be fun to have somebody else win. And since I've been paying attention, nobody else has won. Max has been winning constantly. No, 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 no. Jeez, win the championship. How much more do you want? The <laughs> championship, darn it. No. Uh, Lewis has to win this one because why? then he has won the most. 
Mm. Anyway, I kind of want, you know, anyone else to win. And then the only person who has a, even a chance of winning the championship other than Lewis is Max. But I personally find Max to be a jerk. And as I've said many times, I find Christian Horner to be absolutely insufferable. So on the one hand, I really want Max to win because I want anyone but Lewis. On the other hand, there is nobody I would rather win less, if that makes any sense, than Max and especially Christian Horner. Like, mm-hmm. oh, Christian will be insufferable next year if they're the mm-hmm. winners. Uh, it's going to go down gosh. to the wire. I really hope that it's settled before the final race of the season because I probably won't be able to watch it live. Oh, no. And so okay. I desperately want it. Although at the same time, <laughs> it will be kind of fun if I am able to at least catch some of it, like to have that experience of like yeah. the yeah, yeah. final uh, uh, race be, you know what I mean? Like it just seems like a really fun thing. Like the outcome of this race decides the championship. That will be great. I think it would at least, I, I would expect the it will, the, 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 the constructors trophy will be decided on the final race. Yeah. Uh, it's been a good season. It really has. Oh, it's been great. But th- that was last this, this weekend's race was was just it was like it was a nail biter. It was absolutely it fantastic. Was. It was. I, it was I, very, very I adored it. Yep. No, I couldn't agree more. This is a good time to be in and be in F one from what I can tell. Oh, it really is, man. It's so good. It's so good. By the way, I would just want to mention this. Actually, this can be recommendation number one. Um, mm-hmm. My podcast co-host Austin Evans, the wonderful YouTuber. Did, oh, I forgot to watch that. Did, I need to watch that still. Did a collab with Sergio Perez, uh, <laughs> which I recommend people go and watch. It is a incredibly entertaining and heartwarming video. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. People need to go and see it. It's so freaking good. Uh, I, I I recommend it. It's a it's a great. It's really good. It's a great video, and it's well worth a watch. Yeah, I absolutely intended to watch it. You had sent me this link a few days back, and I it got lost somewhere, and I completely forgot to watch it. Now I feel like a turd. And I will say, Kate's just asked the question. The next episode of The Test Drivers, which will be out around the time that this episode comes out, I am going to quiz Austin for about 25 hours about what it was like to meet Sergio. <laughs> so. That's incredible. All right, so that's recommendation number one. What else do you have? Uh, I want to recommend season two of The Morning Show. No spoilers. No I'm spoilers. not going to give spoilers, but okay. I think that the season is fantastic. I think they've really found what the show is and they're leaning into it. Uh, and there is one episode which is like, it's just incredible. It's just purely incredible. Like the, there's one of the episodes is kind of like towards the end of the season, I think, um, where it ended and me and Adina just like exhaled, you mm. know? Mm-hmm. So it was like, whoa, my God. Yeah, I don't, they're really doing a great job. I think it's fantastic. So I, I really, 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 really recommend people watch this season. Uh, yeah, it's it's something I need to watch. I really enjoyed the uh, the first season of it, although it's not um, not the happiest show, or at least the first season wasn't the happiest show in the world. And so I've been a little reluctant to start the second season, but I, I have heard from others as well that it's really good. So I, I do need to give it a shot. What else? 14-inch MacBook Pro. Mm, if you mm. have the means... I highly suggest picking one up. Yes. Where does that come from? Uh, the, the movie with um, Matthew uh, Broderick, uh, the Fer- Ferris Bueller's Day Off. God, I'm getting yeah, old. Yeah, it's a Ferris Bueller quote. That's awesome. Yeah, about the Ferrari, yes, I believe. It's about the Ferrari. If you have the means, I recommend one of these computer devices. They are sublime yep it, it is, is so true so good look apple's best thing right now is a mac in my opinion like their best piece of hardware is a macbook pro so good which is kind of bananas because we went through a long, that way for a really really period. really really long time <laughs> yeah yep i mean it's a toss-up with the ipad mini for me though honestly it, it's difficult I do love that iPad mini. It's between the two of them. Maybe I, I I love the iPad mini, but when I said like the most exciting, it's the Mac is still the most exciting. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And actually that was, I will double down and make that my first recommendation. So, you know, I, I think you and I have either the exact same build or nearly the same build of a uh, 14 inch MacBook pro. And I love this machine so much. Um, mm-hmm. It's funny too, because I loved my iMac pro truly. I really, really did. I, it was possibly my favorite computer ever up until two weeks ago when I got this one. And this one I love so much. Uh, I feel so bad. I was talking about this on ATP last night, actually. Uh, I feel so bad looking over my iMac Pro that's just sitting in the side of my office, unplugged, sad, weeping quietly, 
because it's such a great computer. The iMac Pro was such a phenomenal computer, and I just I, I don't even bother with it anymore because now I have something that's faster than it that I can move without having to look like a complete moron. So it's uh, it's so so great, and I love this MacBook Pro so much. Um, a couple of quick ones for me. Um, I wanted to bring up, there's a documentary, I think it's on HBO, if I'm not mistaken, called Woodstock 99. uh, I think it's supposed to, I think I typed it wrong. I think it's Peace, Love, and Rage, uh, although I put in the show notes, Peach, Love, and Rage. Rage. I don't think that's right. Um, But anyways, it's it's like a two-hour documentary. It's a little bit longer than I think it needed to be, but it's a documentary about Woodstock 99. And for me, coming up, you know, I I graduated high school in, in 2000. So this is like square in the nostalgia feels that it hit me. And it was kind of, it wasn't, I wasn't say, I wouldn't say it was super happy, but it was extremely interesting. And, um, a long time ago, I have a post on my website somewhere about this. I went spelunking down, you know, into YouTube to find a bunch of performances that people had captured and put up of, of, you know, different bands at Woodstock 99 and I have fond memories of it more from, you know, a few years back when I rediscovered it all than I did from, you know, when I was in high school and could have experienced it live. Uh, but nevertheless, it's a very interesting uh, discussion about Woodstock 99 and about why there were a bunch of angry white dudes, even though they didn't really have anything angry about to be angry about, which I thought was kind of fascinating. Uh, so it's it's worth a watch if you're interested. And then uh, very quickly, uh, I've been I think I've talked many times about different book series I've been going through. I tend to like, I believe they're classified as thrillers. So this is something where you're kind of on the edge of your seat from the moment the book starts until the very end. Uh, and I've discovered a new series. It's called the Gray Man series. And this is written by uh, Mark Greeny. And there's actually going to be a film on Netflix, I believe, sometime soon that stars uh, Ryan Gosling. Oh, yeah. Gosling and, and Chris Evans. Uh, yeah. This is mm-hmm. what they're trying to turn into like a franchise yeah well it's a franchise of books i'm on book two right now i loved the first one so far i really like the second one and i'm i think i'm about halfway through it uh but if you're interested in those kinds of books this is very much in the spirit of like a brad thor or a vince flynn Uh, these are authors not characters um but they're it's really really good i've really been enjoying it so uh check that out if you're interested in 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 reading i would like to provide some real time follow-up yes please the numbness has gone away and now my jaw and my head really hurt. Oh, delightful. Then we should probably stop talking. Well, before we go, let me tell you about another show on Relay FM, which is Top 4. The Armaments can make a Top 4 list out of anything, and it's going to make you delightfully furious. But, you know, <laughs> that is an extremely way. accurate description. Indulge in the randomness and listen for yourself at Relay.fm slash Top 4 or search for Top 4 wherever you get your podcasts.